confident and masculine, I step into the stadium. Eyes wide, time flies, life like palladium. Valuing the moment that be fleeting in our face and then they gone. Just before you reach your goal, they call you back home. Alone for the second time, helpless by yourself and cry. Died a thousand times on the hey. What's good, LBK? This is Robert Jenkins coming to you live with the Focus LBK show. I say live all the time. We are not live. This is pre-recorded. I don't know why. It's just a it's a cliche that's burned into my brain that we coming live. No, we not live. This is recorded. It's pre-recorded. What's up, LBK? We are coming pre-recorded with the latest show, uh, the latest Focus LBK show. This is a brief history. Of Black History Month 2024. That's right, man. It was jam packed this month. Uh, as I say down below in the article, uh, man, my dogs is hurting. <laughs> my dogs is barking. Pat and Tom is complaining, man. We was out and about all over the LBK, uh, just checking out all of the events that was going on this month. Oh my God. I can't even. Who? I feel like I'm still catching my breath. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it trips me out because black people are only like six to eight percent of the population in Lubbock. But for us, for us to be so small, we show sure know how to put forth a mighty effort. That's what I'm tripping on. Uh, we don't really feel tired, though. After ripping it, running all over the place, taking pictures, taking video, making recordings, doing everything, doing what we do. We don't feel too tired. In fact, we feel refreshed and refilled. Uh, all these cultural activities, man, there's a there's a definite power. There's a definite source of power in being amongst your own people and your own culture. And that's not to say that we exclude anybody, because honestly, the whole LBK is all of our people and all of our culture. But in February, it's fitting and appropriate that we focus on the african-american part of our culture our shared heritage you know what i'm saying and as we recall the whole month uh, it kind of kicked off um on the second really with two things first ricky sherfield and his team had that uh mixer for the black business expo i think that was over at the hilltop cafe we didn't get a chance to attend that because uh we was actually supposed to be at the other event that happened on the second, which was Joy Harris's intimate concert over at the Lubbock Roots Historical Arts Council. Unfortunately, we couldn't make either one of those events because <laughs> we had a flat tire in route. And I, man, I just don't feel comfortable riding around on a donut. My dad always told me, man, you have a flat tire. You need to get that taken care of immediately. Change your tire, of course, and keep going on about your business, but don't be rolling around on your donut because then you'll be one of these people on the side of the road that we always see. You see a car on the side of the road with a sitting on a jack with a tire missing. That means they didn't have to go through 10 times the trouble all because they wanted to ride around on a donut or they didn't have a spare anyway. So anyway, we didn't get a chance to cover that. But uh, Mr. J. Leon Williams did live stream the event. Uh, I want to call Mr. Williams J. Leon because, you know, his name Leon is it means lion. So I'd be like J. Lion. I don't know if he liked that or not. J. Leon, J. Lion. Anyway, uh, if he don't like that, I'm sure he will let me know. <laughs> but he he did live stream that that concert with joy. And then on Saturday, February 3rd, uh, we got hit with a double punch 
First, Mr. Ricky Sherfield and his team did the second part of they plan for, for February and they did the, the Black Business Expo. Man, it was everybody and their mama was at that joint. For real. We went over there, I don't know, it was about it was about three or four or two or two or three, I think it was. And we stayed there and, and did a whole video and got all kind of footage. You know how we do. It was it was real I just love going to these events because everybody's so cool. Everybody is putting their best foot forward. Everybody is looking good and sounding good. You know what I'm saying? These black business expos, not only do they give the community a chance to mix and mingle amongst themselves, but they just, I feel like they build the culture. Because every time you have an event like this, or like any other kind of event that we had this, this February, this Black History Month 2024, every time you have one of these events, it forms an atmosphere that an atmosphere and I'm trying to put it into words, an atmosphere that's filled with like positivity and love. And, and I hate to sound like one of these old granola munching cats. Cause that ain't anybody know me. That ain't me at all. You know what I'm saying? I I'm, I'm really not the, we shall overcome type. I'm more of the, the Negro rifle club type of brother. But, uh, yet nonetheless, that, that positive vibe that permeates the air at these black business expos, really what it is, I'm saying it's, it's the crystallization of the community's mood and feeling into culture. That make any sense? I'm trying to wax philosophical over this mug. I hope y'all excuse me while I try to philosophize, but really that's what it, that's what it feel like to me. Oh, and before I go any further, I want to say, stay tuned uh, listen, check this whole podcast out because at the end, after I go over this Black History Month stuff, I wanted to say a word or two about some other things that's going on that may not be typically within the cultural experience of many American black people. Uh, it's still positive stuff, though, that I think we need to be aware of stuff that I'm down with 100 percent. But anyway, uh, going back to Black History Month, um, uh, Mr. Ricky Sherfield and them putting on they smooth events doing all the stuff they did man uh at the black business expo now that same day after the black business expo you had the treacherous three as i am affectionately calling them mr leon williams mr will green and mr sean harris and they got together yeah y'all remember the super friends back in the days they say wonder twin powers activate that's these brothers be coming together and formulating something even more powerful than each one of them by themselves. Kind of like some Voltron or something. Any, any of my old cartoon heads out there know anything about that? Anyway, anyway, don't let me get sidetracked because Mr. Green, Mr. Williams and Mr. Harris initiated us into the mysteries of Swahili culture with the, their inaugural Kwanzaa celebration. Now, I've known about Kwanzaa since about 1992 when I was in Miss Carter's Black History class, but uh, you know, I I don't recall ever celebrating it per se. I knew about the Nguzo Saba, the Seven Principles, and all that stuff. I used to know them, the names of them by heart, but I, I confess that info didn't slip from my mind with the passage of time. But nonetheless. Uh, we got a reminder of just what those principles meant at this inaugural Kwanzaa celebration. And I ain't gonna lie, man, the best part about that thing was the way Miss Rose Wilson, the grand dame of ELBK, 
kicked it off because when you do anything in kwanzaa the first thing you got to do in african tradition is get the blessings of the elders and as as uh brother will green sought miss wilson's blessings she responded in the positive but in a way that is beloved and yet uh stinging how would you say it's stingingly beloved in its honesty in a way that only she can do she said yeah baby y'all can start it off yeah y'all show sure need to because i ain't even man you had to i'm not even gonna finish it up i can't do her voice right no way all y'all gotta do is watch this video it's down there it's a little minute and a half or something like that recap and i feel like it c captures the complete essence of uh the spirit at that kwanzaa celebration so say thank you to mr green mr williams and mr mr uh mr sean harris for putting on uh this well it was a much needed uh educational and uplifting seminar or event it was what they call it in the, uh, it, it was edifying edifying meaning it built you up like an edifice that's that's exactly what it did man it built it built us up and made us stronger putting some of that historical context into uh the holiday season you know what i'm saying ah oh, yeah I, I dug it i dug it yeah, but like I say, check that Kwanzaa celebration video. It's a recap video. It's like a minute and a half to almost two minutes long, but it was dope. Now, moving on toward the middle of the month, there was a, we had a, wow, a, an almost mystical experience that was brought to the LBK by Mrs. Stephanie Johnson and her colleagues at the Edge Theater. And this event, if you missed it, man, you, I mean, I can't even, I feel bad for you in a way. You know what I'm saying? It, there was a pretty good house watching it at Lions Chapel Baptist up there on top of the hill. But it should have been so much more, so many more people in attendance because whew, it's, it was fairly breathtaking. There was times when I was listening to. Martin and Music, which is the historical play, two-man play, put on by Mr. Gerald C. Rivers and Mr. Charles Holt. As I listened to him, I sat there, man, just engulfed and enveloped in this sonic tapestry that it just really encapsulated what I think it must have felt like to be during the Civil Rights Movement by Dr. King's side. You know how they used to be marching arm in arm, talking about we shall over that right there. I man, y'all know I got to sing every ep episode. I do not know why, because I can't sing. But they was talking about overcoming someday. And there was music in their message, and there was message in the music, and that was the whole point of this Martin and Music concert or play production put on by Mr. Gerald Rivers and Mr. Charles Holt. Uh Click down here on this picture in the article in the write up for this podcast because, uh, man, we did a whole article on it and just listen to some of the sights and sounds. Well, I say listen to some of the sights and sounds. <laughs> that's how dope our video is. I mean, that's how dope our audio is. You can you can listen to our sounds. You can see our sounds. <laughs> I can't even get it right trying to be slick. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, check pick. Click that link right there, right in the middle of the page, down toward the bottom, Martin and Music. Go on and click on that and peep it out if you did not see it. Because, uh, again, just a, uh, it was just a momentous occasion. It was just a, 
a, a touching tribute to the man, his words and his legacy. You know what I'm saying? And Mr. Charles Holt, you say what Martin and music. How? Well, you know, not only they were singing, we shall overcome, but Mr. Holt sounded like Sam Cooke, but a grittier, more, uh, more Southern version of Sam Cooke. I don't know if that makes any sense, but he, he just had a little more oomph in his voice than Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke is my boy, of course, but Mr. Holt, had had a little something in his voice that Mr. Cook was lacking. You know what I'm saying? As if as if you can say Sam Cook was lacking something on his voice. But y'all know what I'm talking about, though. He had a different flavor, a different tenor to his voice. And uh, mm, I just, I see now why it's important to have uh, good music to to life. That's why we, and we love music on this podcast. Y'all know, y'all know that. That's why we try to make a little music. I, I, we, I, I, don't, I ain't going to say how good we are or are not, but we do try to make a little music. We some want to be musicians over here. But um, yeah, man, that was something. Check that video out. We got an in-depth article on it, so check it out if you missed it. Now, after that Martin and Music, that took place during the middle of the month. I think it was the 17th, as a matter of fact. Then on the 20th, on the 24th, I'm sorry, Miss Teresa Wilson, branch manager, branch manager at the Patterson Library, and her stalwart crew put on the long-awaited 21st annual African American History Month program. And I say long-awaited because we've been talking about this on the show for about at least a month. I didn't put this picture on the page a month, so I've been looking forward to it. And you could tell because... I mean, just every every other every it looked like every article had had a picture or advertisement in it. We was talking about it every week, and it didn't disappoint, man. It was so awesome. Uh, we had just a an amazing assemblage of speakers, including several. Oh man, just people, local people that are just uh, just just mind bogglingly good speakers. Um, for example, Hannah Stewart uh, gave the welcome. Matt Stale, of course, from KLBK, was the master of ceremony. And we had, uh, man, Councilwoman Sheila Patterson Harris in the house. She, of course, brought everybody to their feet. I mean, you know what kind of fire she bring and what kind of energy she bring to the to the microphone. Like I'm, I'm talking like she an MC or something. She is an MC. MC Sheila Patterson, Sheila Patterson Harris, SPH up in this camp. You know what I'm saying? She always brings that energy and and I call it friendly fire. If y'all know what I mean, this friendly fire to the microphone. And of course, yours truly had to follow her with my little poem. You know what I'm saying? I say, ah, I mean, they always put me on programs after my Angelou level talent. You know what I'm saying? Be always, always put me behind somebody that's gonna obviously be a tough act to follow. I'd be like, oh, it never fails, it never fails. Uh, so my little old spoken word piece, it was really a video. Uh, some people might say it was kind of reminiscent of a of a rap song, but uh, it was really a, you know my little attempt to do some spoken word, but then try to make some music, and then you put them two together, and what do you have? Uh, Hip hop, rap, okay, whatever you want to call it. I did my little old thing. Also, we had uh, poetry readings from the McCool Academy Students Theater Department. Uh, also, the the Irwin Comets dance team. We had Chantel Stubblefield Bagley, 
blowing as usual we're talking about rise up y'all know that song <laughs> there i go again always singing always on the mic trying to sing and no i can't sing now also we had the uh on that program we had brian and nidra hodgkins and they were two of the so there was kind of unique thing they had guest speakers but they were in pairs because again the whole thing was about generational legacies so i thought it was unique and, and different that uh teresa wilson chose to have the speakers there in pairs so brian and nedra hodgkins spoke talked about their uh, life's work and education and uh making sure that black students navigate the pitfalls of the education the what they say the pitfalls of the chalkboard jungle uh successfully then you had pastor and sister brooks from i believe it's community baptist church man right there on mlk across the across the street from mlk bingo hall they gave another powerful message talking about generational legacies and then you had joy harris nimbly uh dancing along the fret bass on the frets on her bass playing lift every voice leading the, the whole assemblage in both verses and then they got up there and did presentations of awards to him. And then Joy Joy Harris brought us on home with another musical closing, clothing, uh, closing <laughs> with some musical clothing. I don't know what that is, but Joy Harris provided it nimbly on the fret board of that beautiful bass that she plays on. Okay, enough of that. I'm trying to take it too far and I'm succeeding uh, uh doubtfully actually. Maybe not succeeding. There's too many gaps in between the words. That means you're thinking too hard, man. You only got about a second. You got to keep it flowing. So anyway, that whole Black History Month program, the 21st annual African American History Month program and reception generational legacies put on by Miss Teresa Wilson and her crew at the Patterson Library. Now, later on, I think it was the next day, I guess it was, yeah, that Sunday after, we went over to, well, appropriately enough, the Roots Historical Arts Council, Cavill Museum, because they had Mr. Osagi Okorua, who is the director of the Innocence Projects. No, no, he's the director of the Innocent Convicts Project. Now, he has put together a and a a powerful documentary on the case of Timothy Cole. I'm sure y'all already know that Timothy Cole was a tech student back in the, in the mid 80s that was wrongfully accused of a rape. And this documentary that Mr. Okorua put together talks about the whole situation just goes in depth. on. And one of the things I, I like about this piece is that uh, it was just. It was well done because it was fairly done. One of the tendencies I see in a lot of the documentaries and stuff like that that's going on, I see people trying to in, insert a point of view too much into so-called documentaries. But a documentary is supposed to do just that. It's supposed to document something that happened. Now, of course, you, you have a particular view if you're making a film, but you don't want to color. You want to try to fairly present the situation that you document, you know what I'm saying? And I feel that Mr. Osake Oku Okorua, I feel like him and his team really did a, an exceptional job remaining objective 
on a documentary. To me, if you by being so objective and just letting the facts, the facts speak for themselves, they actually end up being more persuasive than they would have been if they had tried to uh, somehow color the story a little bit with their own point of view. And if they did, you know, if there is any coloration to the story, so to speak, then I mean, I didn't really detect it. I thought it was admirably uh, objective. So he on the. Uh, on the 25th of February, him and his team put on um, a, a showing of that or a screening of that documentary. And from all appearances, it was very successful. We spoke to a couple of people there and got some some input. We're going to try to put together a document later on, a little article later on, because there's a lot more that we want to say on this whole subject of race and justice. But it just uh, we just don't have time for it right now. This this thing right here been going for. Uh, I don't know, about 20 minutes already. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all, y'all probably tired of hearing me ramble on. So I feel like I probably ought to get ready to wrap it up. But before I do, I just want to say that this little brief history of Black History Month 24, it, uh, 2024 is it's a history as we saw it, because that's what history is. It's his story. It's literally his story. This is my story of Black History Month 2024. And I apologize because I know there was plenty of things that we missed, uh, but mainly that's because we are a few man crew, not Fu man Chu, but a few man crew. So anything that we missed, we want to say uh, offer our sincerest apologies and ask for forgiveness because it's only a couple of two or three of us. Nonetheless, we hope you had as much fun and fellowship as we did this month, man. It was just awesome. And don't sleep because next month in March, it's a whole nother slew of stuff coming on. We ain't going to get into it right now, but you know we'll be posting about it uh, soon. So just keep peeping us out. But uh, I did say at the beginning of the show that some things happened that I really wanted to uh, draw attention to. One of them was uh, we attended a a seminar on how to build a bug out bag now if you out there and you listen to, to, to my voice here do you have a bug out bag do you know what a bug out be, bag uh, do you know what a bug out bag is have you ever heard the term i call it a, personally i call it a boogie bag it's just what it sounds like it's a bag you need to keep packed at all time in a strategic location in your house or car so that if something Un, un, untoward happens if something unexpected happens a black swan event as they call it power grid fails y'all know the uh, the whole southeastern United States uh, lost cell coverage AT&T did what was that Thursday and if you also didn't know the, the pharma, pharmaceutical system that helps put in prescriptions and, and ensure payments go through to your, uh, to your prescription drugs also was hacked couple of days ago we're gonna try to do a little little something article about that coming up but just two things right there last week two things happened that could have been severely disruptive events and what would you have done if you would have had to jet and and leave for safety what would you do or do in any kind of natural disaster a fire at your house or an earthquake or explosion not too long ago, a house exploded here in Lubbock and two or three houses done exploded up there in, in Virginia and Maryland, where we came from. Under suspicious circumstances, I might add. But the point is. 
when things, when unexpected things happen, it's a good idea to have yourself a boogie bag or a bug out bag. Because you, you might have to bug out. You might have to boogie. What would you do if you got a boogie in a hurry? What, you gonna, what, what if the power's out and you can't have cash, you can't use cash, you can't pump gas? What you going to do? You need to have a little cash on you. You need to have a little food on you that you can quickly and simply prepare and eat. You need to have a little water, gallon per person per day. This is called prepping nowadays, but when, when I was coming up, it wasn't, it wasn't called nothing. It was life. I learned how to do this from my grandma, Grandma Dorothy. You're talking about generational legacies? Shoot, that's a generational legacy right there. Coming up, I remember her little shack, and that's what it was, little tin roof shack down there in Bryan, Texas. Man, she used to have, oh, I bet she had six months of canned goods on the shelf. You know what I'm saying? And she knew how to heat the house with the stove when the power went off. She knew how to go outside. She knew how to go outside and dig a little hole in the ground, put some wood in it, burn it down the coals, and put a what we call a Dutch oven nowadays in it and cook on that. She taught my ain't and them how to do that. Talking about generational legacies. This is what we talking about, Lubbock, Texas. Generational legacies. One of the legacies that I am thankful that was passed down to me throughout my generations was being prepared. You see, we in a situation where we fighting these bogus wars all over the planet right now for no reason that nobody else can really explain. I hope y'all ain't rah rah cheerleading all that because it's, if so, you cheerleading a possible slide down a slippery slope into World War Three. That's where we stand right now. Simple as that. That stuff kick off and everything don't work all of a sudden. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you, bad boys, bad boys? What you gonna do? Now, nah, for real though, what you gonna do? If you ain't got no boogie bag with uh, maybe a change of clothes, some cash, some extra medications that you and your family need, uh, some water, some water purification tabs, you know, it's the stuff you can get at uh, Academy Sports. It's for camping, you know what I'm saying? But it's just stuff like that that when unforeseen events take place, you might have a little bit something to set aside to be able to help yourself. And they had a whole seminar over there at 511 in West End, that West End Mall. I guess they call it West End in West End. You, we we just now getting back to tech, uh, Lubbock a couple years ago. So we, we forgive us if we're struggling with some of the local terminology. I, I, West End, I, I guess they call it West End over at 511, but right there by Nike. Y'all know, everybody know where Nike is. So I, right there next to Nike is uh, 5'11". And what I liked about this event, man, is that the brother who, uh, yes, it was a brother who was sponsoring. A brother and a brother from another mother. And we're, we're, I'm, I'm not even going to get into names right there. Uh, names and, and affiliations. But just, just, you know, just West to say that they had a dope little event. Um, I did not really learn a lot because I've been into this for a while. But if you were just getting into this kind of preparedness mindset, getting yourself a bug out bag, a boogie bag, this would have been a good thing to go to. So stay tuned, LBK, because we're going to write an article about that, show some pictures, might even uh, reveal some of the contents of our bug out bag. That'd be a dope article right there. But anyway, man, I encourage y'all to start thinking, because like I said, we just had during this momentous Black History Month while we was chilling down here in the LBK. All well and good. It's crazy stuff going all around, going on all around us, all across the nation. So, man, you just you can't take nothing for granted.
You got to have a little boogie bag, a little cash, a little protection, a little detection, a little something to help you rely on yourself. Matter of fact, talking about self-reliance, I'm pretty sure self-determination is one of the Nguzo Saba. So that right there tell you, you definitely can't be thinking, as some of you no doubt are, that this is some of that, uh, well, let's just call it Caucasian-oriented stuff. No, our brothers, our Caucasian brothers over there that that kind of follow this lifestyle, they hip to some stuff that we need to get hip to. And I'm here to tell you, man, matter of fact, see, just because of that, we definitely going to do a good little old article about it. Now that I think about it, this is something I want to get out there because I want all of us to be able to rely on ourselves If something go down, when the go down, go down, when the get what do they say, when the go down, get down, when the get down, go down, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying? When the stuff hit the fan, you got to have a bag full of stuff ready to go. You got to have a bag of tricks. You can pull out of and help you and yours survive and not succumb. You don't want to be victims. You want to be victors. You know what I'm saying? And to do that, you got to kind of set yourself up for success. But anyway, Lubbock, I'm just over here running my mile. It's about time for us to get on now. I want to say thank y'all for a momentous Black History Month 2024. All of the community actionists and activists and movers and shakers and doers and movers and groovers over there in elbk y'all did a good job man uh keep it up don't let this momentum falter don't let it flag just keep it going and we we will see y'all throughout this week with a couple of dope articles coming up and we'll see y'all next week for show on the next episode Peace. Time flies, life like palladium. Value in the moment that be fleeting in our face, and then they gone. Just before you reach your goal, they call you back home. Alone for the second time, helpless by yourself and cry. Died a thousand times on the inside. While life was stinging and slinging, I hear some bells tinkling. But I can't see who. Was